Just when you think America has reached the maximum level of queerness, not just a little light in the loafers, but full on queerer than a $3 bill, just when you think things cannot get any queerer, the Speaker of the House of Representatives appears on a drag queen TV show to declare that transvestitism is what America is all about. Please give a warm drag race welcome to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Welcome back. My honor to be here to say to all of you how proud we all are of you. Thank you for the joy and beauty you bring to the world. Aww. Your freedom of expression of yourselves in drag is what America is all about. I say that all the time to my friends in drag. <laughs> That's what America is all about. Quote, our constitution was built for a moral and religious people. And more than that, it's built for dudes to strap on stilettos and strut around like cartoon caricatures of a prostitute. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So said John Adams. Did he? I don't, I don't think so. It is increasingly, however, the view held by our elite institutions, which are uniformly promoting transvestitism and transgenderism and transsexualism, including among children. And the voices calling for this child abuse and this perversion and this madness are not just on the radical left. The situation has gotten so bad in this country, even the largest conservative cable news channel has joined the chorus, not just waving the rainbow flag, but even encouraging parents to trans their kids. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment on Friday is from Joseph H., who says donuts and other yummy snacks at the child drag workshop. All that's missing is the puppy in the van. Time to start a group and call it DAD, Dads Against Drag. <laughs> that's probably a good idea. If we still had a robust sense of masculinity and fatherhood in this country, I don't think that you would have people like a cartoon, like a caricature. It's the same thing as the drag issue. And in this case, even more so the drag workshops for kids. It's like a caricature of some sexual predator. Come here, kids. Oh yes, we've got candies and goodies. Yeah, just go into that extremely creepy looking van over there. Yeah, that's right. We've got all sorts of wonderful snacks. Now put on your stilettos and strut around. Not a good idea. Probably better, you know, if you're if you're finding that your legs have strained from those stilettos. It's good to kick back a little bit, relax. You got to do it on an all-form sofa. Right now, go to allform.com slash Knowles. You know how much I love my Helix bed. I have invited you into my boudoir to just hear about the wonderful aspects of my Helix mattress. Well, Helix has left the bedroom. They are now making sofas. They've got a new company called Allform. They're making the coolest sofas ever. What makes them so cool is that you can pick pretty much everything. You can customize the sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of, of traditional stores. You can pick the fabric, the sofa color, the color of the legs, the size, the shape. You can make sure that it is perfect for you in your home. They've got armchairs. They've got love seats. Really cool thing is, let's say you're in, you're in a small apartment right now. Maybe you're going to move into a house. You can add on to your all-form sofa so that it grows 
as you grow. You get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it, but you're going to love it, so it won't matter. Uh, if you don't love it, they will pick it up, give you a full refund. They've got a forever warranty, literally forever. To find your perfect sofa, go to allform.com slash Knowles. Allform is offering 20% off all orders at allform.com slash Knowles. I had to blink on Friday. I had to clear my eyes and shake my head and blink because I know it's June. And in June, everything goes super gay. And it doesn't just go gay. Gay is now bourgeois. Gay is now old-fashioned and traditional. Now it goes trans. And it doesn't just go trans for the adults. It goes trans for the kids. So I know that. I expect that from all the left-wing news outlets, which is to say almost all the news outlets. I expect this from all the left-wing corporations, which is to say almost all the corporations. I expect this certainly from all the left-wing TV channels, which is to say most of the TV channels. But I saw a segment being run, not just on the topic of transgenderism, not just on the topic of transgendering the kids, but act actively promoting transing the kids. And I saw this segment not on MSNBC and not on CNN. I saw it on Fox News. 14-year-old Rylan Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager. And the Whittingtons, along with mom Hillary, dad Jeff, and sister Brinley, are a typical family. The only difference, though, in Ryland's eyes, is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender. We put our story out there so people could see that like, there's another family out there that is going through what we're going through, or there's another family who's proud of who they are. Before Ryland could even speak, he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy. I could just see that it wasn't him trying to be a brat. It was like painful. It was truly painful for him to have to wear feminine clothing and, and for us constantly telling him that you're a girl. And unlike some trans kids, when Ryland came out at age five a few years later, he had the full support of his parents. Um, is here to make the ride smoother for others. What extraordinary courage displayed by Ryland, his sister Brinley, Father Jeff, and Mom Hillary. I want to thank the Whittington family for speaking to us. It's not easy, particularly at a time when, tra when transgender issues have been politicized. People are afraid of what they do not understand. This family hopes their story will lead to more understanding, more acceptance, and ultimately, more love. And ultimately, more love. That's the last word there. It, this is not just covering this. This is not just, well, look at this weird story. It would be abusive enough to run a big segment, go out, film this family and this poor little girl where they're obviously screwing up this poor girl on all sorts of hormones and that's why her voice is so much deeper. That, that would be bad enough. But this, this creep reporter on Fox News is promoting it. And by the way, the clip goes on three minutes longer. It, it gets worse and worse. We don't have time to cover the whole thing on the show. This is a full-throated endorsement on the news side of Fox News of transgendering the kids. I, I refrain from friendly fire on the right, even among right-wing personalities and politicians and organizations that I don't even like all that much. I refrain from friendly fire generally. I try to abide by Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment, thou shalt not speak ill of a fellow Republican. I cannot think of anything more evil 
that Fox News could do than endorse transing kids, than encourage parents to trans their kids. And in the other parts of that segment, they say, yeah, you know, we're using statistics from the Trevor Project, which is a a radical pro-LGBT organization. And the statistics say, if you don't trans your little kids, they're going to kill themselves. So what do you want? Do you want it? They actually use this line. They say, would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? Or really, it's just a girl who's a daughter who's pretending to be a boy. What do you want? You want to kill your kid? Well, if you don't want to kill your kid, give a ton of money to pharmaceutical psychos to pump your kid full of hormones so that you can permanently screw up their body and probably give them osteoporosis or something, make them sterile forever. When they come to regret this in 10 years, you're going to have destroyed their lives. But if you don't do it now, you're going to kill your kids. That's the kind of stuff that's being promoted on Fox News Channel. Good grief. What has happened? I can't, I can't figure it out. I, I can't, I can't refrain from criticizing them here. I have, I've appeared on Fox News about a bazillion times. I've, I've promoted multiple books on Fox News. Went back uh, last year, Tucker helped me promote my book, Speechless. Uh, I, I wish that the Fox News executives had, had read that book. I wish they had listened to some of their own programming. This is insane. It's very difficult for me. I was trying to make a joke about what's going to happen next at Fox News. What are they going to promote next? blank. You know, they, they're promoting this. So I was trying to think of some hyperbolic, satirical thing. I could say, what, what's the even crazier thing that they could promote? There's nothing crazier. They've reached it. That's the bottom of the slippery slope. Maybe bestiality. I'm not, I don't think that's even worse. We're talking about mutilating the genitals of little kids. And if you don't do it, you're a terrible parent, they say. This is it shows you how far America's fallen. It, it actually gives some credence to what Nancy Pelosi was saying. Transvestitism is what America's all about. Maybe it is. I don't think it's what ordinary Americans are about. I don't think it's what the majority of the American people are about. But I do think that it might be what every single one of our institutions is about, including the quote-unquote conservative ones, including the quote-unquote right-wing ones. There's, there's a uniform agreement now, not just on the rainbow, not just on homosexuality, not just on transgenderism, on transing the freaking little kids. Wasn't just Fox News promoting this stuff. You're you're seeing this now. (laughs) Somehow this is more disgusting. It's probably less, it's less evil, but it's definitely more disgusting. There was an ad that came out from Postmates, which is a food delivery service on uh, listen, I'm no expert in, in the nuances of this particular sexual ideology, but it was, it was the sort of stuff you should eat from Postmates if you want to engage in certain activities. What are you eating, Miss Pride? Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can eat whatever you want. But if you're a bottom, you're expected to starve? Not this Pride. Introducing the bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods backed by science. Insoluble fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bran, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up, are you just fully diving into those beans? The problem with these foods is they don't dissolve in water, which could cause a traffic jam in your digestive system, making a mess of your evening. There's no right or wrong way to bottom, But if you're planning on getting peachy this Pride, the bottom-friendly menu on Postmates has the kinds of foods that could keep you feeling good. Are you organic? Mm -hmm. 
They put the avocado in an S&M leather studs metal. That's so gross. And I, I realized why they're doing it. I couldn't figure out. I said, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in any commercial. Why? And they're doing it because for, for years, corporations have been attacked, even by the left-wing LGBT activists. They say, you only, you just put your logo in a rainbow for pride. You don't really care. You, you just, you, it's just, you're pandering, but you don't really change anything. And so I know there, were, there was a board meeting there was some kind of executive meeting at Postmates and they said, you know, we got to really prove it to them this year. We are going to go into the most absolutely disgusting granular detail on, on LGBT relations. And, and we're going to include avocados and peaches and all sorts of stuff to you know, digestive tracts. And we are, we're committed this year. Please maybe go back to the logo. I think the, we were fine with the logo. In Washington, DC, there's a big pride parade. There are pride parades everywhere, throughout the entire country, throughout the entire world. It's throughout, it's throughout the Western world at this point. During one of these pride parades, there was a man uh, running down the street. Uh, he appears to have had bre- breast implants or some kind of chemically induced breasts or something, and he ends up twerking on a policeman. You can see him there. He's strutting in front of a sign that says European Union for LGBT plus rights. He he appears to have something like breasts, or and he's there he is twerking on a cop. And there there's someone waving the European flag. Oh, and the people waving the European flag seem to be very young. And there are plenty of kids there out in the crowd. And the man with the breasts twerking on the cop, and the cop just runs away. In a a more sane age, the cop would (laughs) put this guy in cuffs and take him either to jail or or more likely a lunatic asylum and say, something's going wrong in your life, buddy, and we got to figure it out so that you don't do stuff like this. But the guy in the the street with some kind of augmented breasts had demon horns on, like little devil horns. And you, you do notice this a lot. There's a lot of overlap here between the radical sexual revolutionary stuff and demonic imagery, sinful imagery, satanic imagery. And I imagine that the activists on the the sexual revolution side will just write this off and say, oh, we're just being provocative. Oh, it's not, we don't really believe in the devil. Oh, we don't really, but I don't, how come this, this imagery keeps cropping up all the time? And the, and it's so brazen now and it's so obscene. I, if obscenity laws have any meaning whatsoever, and we still have obscenity laws on the books, if they have any meaning whatsoever, a demon horn wearing dude with breasts wearing a, a thong jiggling on a police officer in front of kids, I think has to count, right? And if that doesn't count, we don't, we don't effectively have obscenity laws anywhere in this country or throughout the Western world. In Idaho, there was a pride parade. This took place in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Police arrested 31 members of a group called Patriot Front. This group, the 31 people in Patriot Front, were found in a U-Haul vehicle near the pride parade. And they were just there in their vehicle. But the cops said, it is clear to us, based on the gear that the individuals had with them, the stuff they had in their possession, 
the U-Haul with them, along with the paperwork that was seized from them, that they came to riot downtown. So notice here, this group, Patriot Front, Fed Front, I don't know, I've, I've, I haven't really heard very much about this group, and whenever I hear about it, it's, <laughs> it's in this way that seems to be actively promoted by the establishment media, and I'm sort of skeptical that the group even exists beyond something thought up in Langley or... <laughs> or uh, Quantico. But regardless, let's say it is real, this far-right radical group, they were arrested for potentially planning to riot. BLM very often doesn't get arrested for actually rioting and burning things down and killing people. But this far-right group gets arrested for potentially planning to riot. So for a potential crime. At a pride parade, where real crimes are taking place. At, at the very least, the crime of obscenity. At the very least, the crime of public disturbance. At the very least, the crime of indecent exposure and indecent exposure toward kids. There are kids at all of these pride parades. And yet the, the cops never arrest the weirdos like the, like the demon horn wearing guy with his breasts hanging out, jiggling on a cop in front of kids. They never arrest those guys for committing actual crimes. But then they rush in, we got to send in the SWAT team, we got to send in the the FBI to go arrest this minor right-wing group that may or may not be real in the first place for potentially. I'm I'm not defending this group, if it's real or not, Patriot Front. Arrest them if you want, if they've committed a crime. But how, how come we focus all of the resources in law enforcement on punishing right-wing people for crimes that they may be committed, maybe didn't commit, maybe plan to commit, maybe don't. But we don't ever punish leftists who are actually committing crimes in the same place at the same time doing the same thing. Doesn't make sense. Seems to me we should focus more of our resources on arresting the groomers, on arresting the weirdos, the, the frankly, it would be for their own good. I don't think the guy in the, in the demon horns with the boobs hanging out, I don't think that guy is living his best life. I don't think he's got it all together. I don't think he's flourishing, okay? But we have said, no, that is flourishing. That's, the, that's what we should all want. Fox freaking news is saying, if your, kid, if your kid is two years old and can't even speak yet, we've got to, you've got to trans your kid. And in that Fox segment, by the way, the mother, would you believe it? The mother has a book deal talking about all this. This creepy mother who says, oh yes, before my daughter could speak, before my, I'm sorry, before my son could speak, he told me that he is totally a boy and not a girl, which she obviously is. Even Fox News promoting that stuff. All of that is totally fine. But We've got to focus all of our attention on the threat from the far right radical insurrectionists. Goodness gracious, if we don't stop them, a Midwestern dad might drink a Coors Light in the Capitol Rotunda. Could you imagine? It it brings me back to this question, is Pelosi right? Is Pelosi right when she says transvestitism is what America's all about? No, not if you ask the majority of Americans, not if you ask the founding fathers, they'd be rolling over in their graves. But there is something weird about America with this issue. The Western world broadly kind of, but it's America in particular has this. You remember the French a a few months ago 
uh, Macron said, we don't want wokeness. Wokeness is very bad. It's a cultural export from America and it's poisoning everything. We don't want it. We don't do wokeness in, in France, which is one of the most left-wing places in the Western world. But they said, we don't want that. So what is it about America? I think it's that in America, there is this idea that you can be whatever you want to be. In America, it doesn't matter how you're born, what you look like, what your skills are even. You, every, every child born in America can be the president of the United States. Any child, if he really puts his mind to it, can be an astronaut. Any ch- you can be anything. And there, there's something nice about this idea in America. But it isn't true. There's a lot of freedom in America. There's a lot of freedom of mobility. There's so much opportunity. Go West, young man. Go strike your fortune. There is There is some truth to the American dream, but that's not absolute. You can't do whatever you want to do. I will never be a basketball player. I never could have been a basketball player. I was born with certain limitations, okay? When you are a child of the mezzogiorno of Southern Italy, okay, and you're not six foot seven, and you're not from the most athletic race of people in the world, then you just not, I'm never going to play in the NBA. That was a limit that I had, okay? But I've got other limits beyond that. I've got limits of nature, of biology. I'm never going to be a girl. I'm never going to be a woman. I can, I can really want to be a woman, but I, I can't be. There are natural limits here. The reason that, that America worked for so long is because we had this really inspirational idea of you can do pretty much whatever you want to do. But we had a culture, a tradition of limits. And we had a religion, Christianity, that told us that we have responsibilities, that we have a moral order that we have to respect. We have natural boundaries we have to respect. And we've got to to give ourselves over to God's will and cooperate with his grace. As America has become less Christian, still religious, but it's less Christian to be a much more leftist, transgenderist, individualist, whatever, all of those limits are gone. And it's just like, what, you can have beautiful poetry when you respect a few simple boundaries, meter, rhyme, really basic stuff. When you get rid of those boundaries, you get slam poetry, which is the death of art. It's the worst thing ever. That's, that's where we are. I think this, this might be the issue. We need to recognize that Nancy Pelosi's idea that the great thing about America is is dancing around in drag. The great thing about America is the freedom, quote unquote, to dance around like a transvestite. No, that isn't it. We know that that's not it. We know that's not what the founding fathers thought. We know that that's not what anybody thought in this country until five minutes ago. For goodness sakes, transvestitism was illegal in much of America for much of the 19th century and parts of the 20th century, including San Francisco. So we know that's not what America is about. If your idea of America is that that's what America is about, then your idea is wrong. We need to go back to history, to our tradition, to our actual culture and say, wait, where did we go wrong? Where, (laughs) when you're twerking on the cops and grooming and transing the kids, something has gone wrong. Speaking of your kids, you're going to want to make sure they're taken care of someday when you are gone. That's why you got to check out Epic Will. Right now, go to epicwill.com. Use promo code Knowles. Life comes at you fast. It can leave you even faster. I don't want to be too blunt about it, but that's the way it is. You picture yourself living to a ripe old age. It doesn't always work out that way. If it doesn't, you are going to want to have a plan in place. Otherwise, the state, the corrupt ruling class that you do not like, 
uh, the people who are trying to indoctrinate your kids and take your guns and steal all your rights, they are going to step in and take control of everything, all your assets, your money, your property, your children. They're going to determine what sort of legacy you leave behind. Don't let that happen. Don't let these weirdos decide what happens to your kids, okay? Don't let them decide who gets your gold or your crypto or your comic book collection. Instead, take five minutes Set up a will through Epic Will starting at just 119 bucks. Look, even I, I hadn't updated my will in forever until very, very recently. So I get it. People put it off. Don't put it off any longer. Epic Will is protecting a lot of us here at The Daily Wire. Let them protect you too. Go to epicwill.com. Use code Knowles. You'll get 10% off on Epic Will's complete will package. It takes only five minutes to set up. We're, we're so appreciative uh, to Epic Will for taking care of us. Let them take care of you. Epicwill.com. Promo code Knowles. Do something for you and your family today. The hits just keep on coming here at The Daily Wire. So, you know, What is a Woman was a smashing success. Thank you so much for everyone who went out and watched that movie. We've got a new movie coming out with Gina Carano. That is Terror on the Prairie. I'm very excited for this. I am going down to see it tonight. I'm seeing a special sneak exclusive premiere, but the public premiere is tomorrow. So I'll tell you what I think. If it's no good, I'll tell you, don't worry about it. I've heard this movie is phenomenal. It's got Gina. It's got Nick Searcy. It's just, uh, it's going to be great. June 14th is when the Daily Wire premieres this great new film, Terror on the Prairie. Go to dailywire.com slash Gina. Tune in tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern for the pre-show, 9 p.m. Eastern for the world premiere of the film. Stick around for a Q&A following the movie. Head on over to dailywire.com slash Gina now. We'll be right back with a lot more. Welcome back to the show. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. There is this strange thing about pride, which is that there's a lot of satanic imagery. It just keeps popping up, little devil horns and tridents and, you know, allusions to sin and evil and transgression. And it's just weird. Demons, you notice the drag queens often look like demons, especially at the drag queen story hour. What's that about? What is that? Well, in Cordellian, Idaho, in the Pride in the Park event, which is billed as family-friendly, they're going to feature the Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple is going to be there, along with performances by drag queens and other progressive institutions. If you are a Christian, if you are a practicing Jew, if you're a practicing Muslim, this will not surprise you. You say, yeah, of course. And you've got these people who are violating the moral order and and dancing around like chicks in front of children and sexualizing them. Yeah, no no surprise that there's going to be satanic imagery around that. But if you're you're agnostic, if you're an atheist, if you're a secularist, you might be a little confused by this. Say, what does one have to do with the other? Drag queens, that's just about pursuing your own sexual identity and being true to your authentic self, even though that authentic self has nothing to do with your actual body <laughs> or nature. But, you know, it's somehow it's your authentic self. And so why on earth would that have anything to do with the devil? Okay, regardless of one's confusion here, can we all agree, can we please all agree 
to keep the Satanists out of it. Get this, the Satanists recently have been going to public schools. They've been going to elementary schools and holding after elementary school extracurricular activities for kids. Can we all agree, just like we can all agree, unless you're an executive at Fox News, that, but if you're a normal, ordinary person, we all agree it's not good to trans the kids. Don't, don't mess up a five-year-old's genitals and permanently mutilate their bodies, right? We all agree on that. Can we all agree, keep the Satanists away from the kids and out of the public square? I'm comfortable agreeing with that. Some people might not be, though, because they say, well, that's a violation of the separation of church and state. Michael, if you think that the Christians ought to have a place in the public square, which increasingly they don't, by the way, according to our secular enlightened rulers, but if you think the Christians ought to have a place in the public square, if you think the Jews or the Muslims ought to have a place in the public square, surely we have to allow the Satanists to. That's, that's what freedom of religion means in America. That's what America's all about, is allowing Baphomet worshipers to, to try to spread their satanic message to the masses, right? Is that what it's about? I don't know. If you, if you asked George Washington or John Adams or Thomas Jefferson even, he was probably the most lib among the founders, if you said, hey guys, you just created this country, codified it in these founding documents, would you say America's all about letting Satanists prey on the people? They would laugh at you. They would laugh at you if they weren't tar and feathering you. Okay, obviously that's not what America is all about. But then how do we get around it? Because we have this idea of freedom of religion in America. So how do you get around booting the Satanists out? I think that the Satanists should be completely ostracized from society. We have groups that are completely ostracized from society. If at this pride parade, the Ku Klux Klan decided they wanted to host a booth, do you think they would be permitted to do that? Do you, th do you really believe that the organizers of the pride parade would allow the Ku Klux Klan to have a booth there? I don't think so. Do you think the government would allow the Ku Klux Klan to have a booth there? Let's say the government were running this parade. They actually might be. Would the government allow the Ku Klux Klan to be there? And they, they set up their little booth and they've got all their hoods and they got a burning cross next to the, and they're just signing people up to join the Klan. Do, do you think that that would be permitted? Of course not. No one, no one would permit that anywhere in America. Satanists are at least as bad as the Klan, <laughs> right? People who worship the devil are at least as bad as people who hate other people because of their race or whatever, and who intimidate other people and scare them. People who commit evil acts are bad enough, but people who literally worship evil are, are at least that bad, right? I, I suspect they're much worse. So if we're going to ostracize the Klan, why wouldn't we ostracize the Satanists? Because we've, we've fallen for this trap of the libs that they convinced us in the middle of the 20th century when all of this changed, that actually, you know, the true meaning, the true meaning of America, the true, what we're really all about in the Constitution is supporting uh, drag queens and Satanism and uh, grooming the kids and upending all of our institutions. That's the true meaning of America. Of course it's not. It was a lie. And the conservatives just fell for it, which is too bad. You want to talk about an inversion of rights? Look up at America's hat right now. Justin... Castro, just Justin Castro Trudeau up in Canada, has just declared that while maybe you can still keep some of your guns in Canada, you cannot use the guns for self-defense. 
there are debates. And we have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there are lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and, and law-abiding. But you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. But there's a difference around the culture. And one of the things that we're yeah. seeing with the debate in the States is you get more and more of the American-style, you know, right-to-carry, self-defense arguments filtering up through, through the... Uh, you know, the, the usual more right-wing communications channels. He's talking about us, by the way. <laughs> Trudeau is blaming us for radicalizing the Canadians to believe they have a right to self-defense. They don't have a right to self-defense. You only have a right to go hunting, maybe, with your guns. And as usual, Trudeau gets this exactly backwards. No one has a natural right to go hunting. You don't. That's not what the right to guns has ever been about. You do not have a right to go shooting clays at the range, as he suggests that you do. The only reason that you have a right to arm yourself is for self-defense. Uh, friends of mine, liberal relatives and, and friends of mine will say, Michael, look, I'm okay with some guns, but only guns for hunting. You don't need an AR-15 to go hunting. First of all, you actually can hunt some animals with an AR-15. But second of all, the Second Amendment is not for hunting. It is for self-protection. Protecting, say, your home from a burglar. Protecting yourself and your family if you're attacked on the street. And ultimately, protecting yourself from even a state actor that is tyrannical and in, if, you, if you are justified in protecting yourself in order to, to fulfill that. That's why the Second Amendment recognizes the right inherited from the British, a right that isn't just inherited from the British. It goes all the way back to the natural law. We have a natural right to protect ourselves. And that's the right that, that Trudeau is attacking, saying, no, 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 no. It's, it's not just an attack on gun ownership. He's, he's okay with some guns. He's saying, no, it's all right. You can keep some of your guns. He's attacking the natural law, which is what this is all about. This is what all these people keep attacking. It's not even that they're attacking specific cultural institutions or civil rights. They're really attacking the natural law and natural reality and the difference between boys and girls and the fact that babies are babies and the fact that we have, and we can know through our reason, we know that we have a right to protect ourselves from weirdos like Justin Trudeau. You have to protect yourself. It's like, it would be like saying, look, here in Canada, we, we are fine with you possessing pipe cleaners. You, can, you know those little fuzzy little pipe cleaners? You, you're, we're fine, but you can only use that for kindergarten arts and crafts projects. You cannot use that to clean a pipe. No, no, that, that's very, you have no right to use the pipe cleaner to clean a pipe, but you can use it to decorate little boxes when you, when you do arts and crafts with your kids. No, no, that, that, cleaning a pipe is what a pipe cleaner is for. Self-defense is what a gun is for. You have to protect yourself. Think about the Kavanaugh's. Fortunately, the Supreme Court justices have some protection now given to them by the state. Brett Kavanaugh had a couple U.S. marshals sitting outside his house. That's how they were able to stop the guy who showed up to kill him in his home, in his bed next to his wife with his daughters down the hallway. 
the guy who came all the way from California because he was upset that Kavanaugh is a conservative judge who's going to rule on cases he doesn't like. Luckily, he was able to be protected. What about you and me? What about all the rest of us? What about people who don't have 24-7 security? You need to have a gun to protect yourself. Do you know how the liberal networks covered the assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh? You know, cable TV, I don't have cable anymore. I don't watch this stuff. I only ever find this stuff when I'm looking on Twitter and the clips go around. Uh, even the Fox News, I wasn't watching Fox News. I just saw the clip going around. So a few people texted it to me, actually. And, uh, <laughs> and they wanted me to tweet it out uh, because, uh, you know, a lot of conservatives rely on Fox News to be able to go and promote their own stuff. That's why there's been some reticence on the conservative right to, to criticize Fox News here. But you got to do it. You got to call a spade a spade. And so a number of people are, are doing that now. But do you know how the other shows covered this stuff? ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. On the Sunday shows, the big Sunday show to recap the week, ABC this week, zero mentions of the attempted Kavanaugh assassination. NBC, meet the press, zero mentions of the attempted Kavanaugh assassination. CBS, face the nation, zero mentions of the attempted Kavanaugh assassination. CNN, zero, zero mentions on the Sunday show. Of zero, nothing. They completely block it out. You're going to hear wall-to-wall coverage of the January, January 6th hearing, the worst day in American history. Not even the worst insurrection of that year, but no, the worst day ever. You're going to hear that wall-to-wall. You're going to hear about this fake group. <laughs> I'm sorry, this potentially real group, Patriot Front, and the, the attack that they almost, they almost did, but they were foiled by our intrepid federales. You're going to hear a lot about that. You will not hear about the attempted, pretty near assassination of a Supreme Court justice by a leftist lunatic. The establishment papers, do you know how they covered it? Not very well. This is a hat tip here to Steve Guest, who who put side by side the various newspapers here. There was no mention of the assassination attempt on Kavanaugh on the front pages of the Chicago Tribune or USA Today. Not even a mention, not even a little tiny thing in the corner. Hey, a leftist guy came pretty close to assassinating Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh after the White House had encouraged illegal protests outside of the justice's house. No, no mention there. And then the New York Times and the LA Times, they did put it on the page, but it wasn't the top headline as it should have been. They put a little tiny bit down in the corner, tiny little small font. Oh yeah, by the way, By the way, there was this little attempt. It's no big deal. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. Talk about January 6th. January 6th. So, so, so silly. And then they doubled down on the issue because there's the attack. First, you had the leak of the Supreme Court opinion. Unprecedented in how this was done for this major opinion. This was leaked. Then you had a left-wing group dox the justices and call for people to protest outside of the justice's house, which is illegal according to federal law. Then the left-wingers came out there and screamed and yelled outside the justice's house. Alito had to be moved into protection. The other justices stayed at their homes. And the White House was asked about this. They say, hey, what do you think about these illegal protests outside the house? They say, yeah, no big deal, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's peaceful so far. It's cool. Yeah, we don't, we don't have an official position on where people should protest. Wink. Yeah, no, we, that's fine. We like this in civil engagement, even outside their homes. Right? And then what happens? 
some wacko, encouraged by them, decides to try to kill Kavanaugh. They, they rush that under the rug. And then AOC, even after the attempt on Kavanaugh's life, goes on social media and brags about how she voted against increasing security for the justices. Now, I wake up this morning and I start to hear murmurs that there's going to be an attempt to pass the Supreme Court Supplemental Protection Bill. The day after gun safety legislation for schools and kids and people uh, uh, is stalled. Oh, so we can pass protections for us and, and here easily, right? But we can't pass protections for everyday people? I think not. I think not. AOC seems to think that she is a member of the Supreme Court, which mercifully she is not yet. She is a member of Congress. She says, well, look, the Republicans won't vote to give me my radical gun control bills, which have very little to do with protecting schools. Because don't forget, the Republicans agreed to protect schools. They said, look, Democrats and Republicans, we can come together and at least agree lock the doors at schools. We can at least agree, have an armed guard at the schools, at least one, maybe two. We can, really basic stuff. We're not going to agree on gun control legislation. Even left-wing outlets like the Washington Post admit that the gun control legislation that has been proposed in recent years would not have stopped recent mass shootings. So look, that's very contentious. You guys are just using this. You're exploiting the school shooting to try to push the same old laws that you've been pushing for 50 years. So let's table that for a second. We can agree on protecting schools, right? The Democrats say no. And they say, okay, well, look, people are trying to murder the Supreme Court justices. Can't we at least agree to put a couple more security guards by their house? And what is AOC? She, She says no. She says no. Because... The, the attempt on Kavanaugh's life was not a fluke. It was not a, an unfortunate, unforeseen consequence of what the Democrats have been calling for. It was the point. The Democrats have been threatening these judges, Kavanaugh in particular, don't forget. Chuck Schumer goes out there, he says, we're going to unleash the whirlwind, Brett Kavanaugh. We're coming for you, Brett Kavanaugh. They've been saying this for years now, and they've really ramped it up in recent weeks. So is it any surprise that when they, someone tries to kill Kavanaugh, they say, yeah, we're not giving you any more security? Of course not. That was the point the whole time. Speaking of intellectually, morally, emotionally stunted women, there's a sixth grade teacher who just took to TikTok. So I think it was TikTok. Maybe it was Facebook. Maybe it was Instagram. I don't know. It was at least provided to us by Libs of TikTok. One of the greatest journalists of our age, Libs of TikTok. And this sixth grade teacher was crying, was crying on the video because she said that her sixth grade students made her feel so safe when she came out to them as queer. I've been wanting to do this for the past two years. Sorry, I'm like so emotional. Um, And I just haven't had the courage to do it out of fear of just judgment, mostly from their parents. But I had these kids in fourth grade and now I have them in sixth and I'm sending them to middle school and I love these kids so much and I trust them and they make me feel safe and I know they love me and just felt right and I I did it and it was so beautiful. (laughs) had so many questions which I loved they wanted to learn and they wanted to learn about me and they were so eager and a few of them clapped which was (laughs) so precious 
The 11-year-olds clapped for me when I told them about my sexual desires and how my sexual desires are a little different than what are considered normal. And they just, these 11-year-old little tiny children, not even teenagers yet, they just make me feel so safe. And I'm sorry if I'm crying. It's just, I really need the affirmation, the sexual affirmation of 11-year-olds. Hi, I'm a sixth grade teacher. Mike Cernovich made a really great point on this video in particular pointed out it's it's not even that they're all pedos. I've said this for, for a while. I don't think that these teachers are all pedophiles. They are groomers, but they're not. I don't think it's because they want to do weird stuff. Well, they do want to do weird stuff to kids. I don't think it's that they want to have a sexual relationship with kids. I think it's that they are very stunted people who have never grown up, who have never been educated, who have never matured. And so they're just kids themselves. That woman should not be teaching a classroom, not only because she's doesn't seem particularly well-balanced or well-grounded, but she she isn't mature. If you're a teacher, you should not be relying on your 11-year-old students for affirmation. Okay, you shouldn't be crying and sobbing and confiding in them about your sex life. That's, it's really weird and creepy and it's not good for them, but it's sad for you. And you, you need to figure something out and you need to grow up a little bit before you can hold any job really, but certainly before you can be expected to educate children. You can't, you can't educate children if you are still a child yourself. Speaking of these maturity issues, you're going to be shocked to hear this story. Totally, not exactly a man bites dog story. This is from the National Pulse. A former head of uh, a foundation that runs a Drag Queen Story Hour program, this guy Brett Blom, he was just arrested for kiddie porn. Can you believe that? This guy who ran an organization that sends perverts into libraries and classrooms to twerk for little kids, programs, by the way, Drag Queen Story Hour, that have not infrequently had sexual offenders go in, people who had already committed sex crimes with kids, go in and and participate in this program. Turns out that guy had child pornography. Can you imagine? Isn't that so shocking? He uh, he was the head of the Cream City LGBTQ plus foundation that runs the Drag Queen Story Hour program. Uh, He's 38 years old. He was taken into custody, uh, quote, following an investigation into multiple uploads of child pornography through the Kick messaging application account Kick is a, that's another one. There's there's too many social media accounts. There's there's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Kick. What is Kick? Are we gonna have kicks of TikTok? No, libs of Kick. I don't know. Not, if this is what Kick is being used for, I definitely don't want libs of Kick. Uh, he he was uh, he uploaded these a couple years ago, and he he just got arrested. There is a weird overlap here. Okay, I'm not saying that everyone who is promoting Drag Queen Story Hour is a pedo. I don't think that they are. I'm not saying that everyone who is promoting these bizarre pride parades where people in chaps with their sort of uh, cosmetically altered appendages hanging out, jiggling in front of kids, I'm not even saying that they're all pedos. Probably, probably some of them are, but I'm not saying that they all are. But there is a weird overlap. There is just something intrinsically disordered about demanding that we sexualize kids and we talk about sex to kids and that we introduce kids to sexual concepts and that we, that we 
promote extremely graphic sexual ideologies among kids and that we even mutilate the sexual organs of kids. There's something really, really messed up about that. And the whole, not the whole country has gone, I think most of the country is against this, but every elite institution has fallen under its sway, every single one. Schools and the government and the the online food ordering companies and the news media and the quote unquote conservative news media, it's all fallen under the sway. There There are certain reasons for this. There are actually some financial reasons for this as well in the way that corporations are structured. Maybe we'll get into that later this week. But there is, there is just a cultural mania that has taken root among the people who run our country. And look, I, I trust in the American people to have common sense, and I think we still do have common sense, but elites can do a lot of damage. Even if the elites are a minority, even if the elites in terms of their actual numbers are relatively small, people who control the institutions can do a whole lot of damage. And we have gotten as far down the slippery slope as I could possibly imagine if the American people do not push back. Now, I can't, I can't think of anything worse that this could fall to. It will, but I can't think of anything worse. This is the moment to push back. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. See you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Klavan Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Production manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Editor and associate producer, Danny D'Amico. Associate producer, Justine Turley. Audio mixer, Mike Coromina. And hair and makeup by Cherokee Hart. Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2022. Today on The Ben Shapiro Show, Fox News features an entire segment praising a family that transitioned a small girl into a small boy. The Democratic Party tries to figure out how to dump Joe Biden on the side of the road, and Senate Republicans sign on to a gun control agenda. That's today on The Ben Shapiro Show. Give it a listen. 